Welcome to Brooklyn Rebounds Small Council Podcast. As usual, it's your boy, the king of the pod, Drew, over here in the cube where we record. Ready to talk Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 2, entitled Stormborn. So who knows what that could be about? Well, we know what it's about, I think. Lord it's a Hand, mystery to me. Lord Hand, it's a mystery to you. Oh, yes. Just checking in with my hand of the king of the pod over here, as usually is, seems to have good counsel for me. And your boy, Eric Lannister Tillman. Now, last episode, we talked about uh, season seven, episode one, where in your girl Cersei had some action. She basically had a new suitor, which you weren't pleased about because you wanted to slide in there. Oh, fuck that guy. And it sounds like you'd be, you know, you're a modern man, you'd be willing to take her name. Yeah, no. It's feminism, 2017. Which, which you already have done for your middle name, so okay. Yeah, that's cool. All right, well, who else do we have in the council with us today? As usual, it's Ladyfinger over there, oh, my, my master of coin. And the last couple of times I've checked in with you, Ladyfinger, the uh, coins have not been forthcoming. The gold dragons haven't really been coming over to fill my pocket, so I hope you uh, remedied that today. I mean, we always try to please. Mm-hmm. Well, you always try to say these kind of cryptic or just like very base level uh, kind of uh, phrases here, but it doesn't really equate to like me getting rich, so I don't know. Well, do you need anything in particular? I'll make sure you get it. Well, I did need something in particular, and that's why I actually brought someone else in today. Now, you're not off the hook, but I think I might be, like I've been threatening to, I might have to send you out to, to some other kingdoms to scout out some money for me, but I decided... Kind of like maybe after watching episode two here, kind of naval battles are all the rage these days, mm. and I really needed a, like a master of ships to kind of patrol my royal king of the pod navy, so right now I've brought in uh, Chris Greyjoy over here What's to, up? Uh, I got your to ships sort that out. You got my ships and my shit. Yeah, the shit's in the ships. So okay, that's good. I don't want the shit out in the ocean. Yeah, it's like a carrying case for all the shit you put in the ship. That's great. What else is a ship but a carrying <laughs> case for a bunch of shit? Waterproof carrying case. So. Sand. Well, I would hope. Okay, so after this council, I'll have you probably out uh, patrolling the Hudson River, I guess, based on where we are right now. Yeah, I'll check it out. You know, the, uh, the Iron Island of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now you were, you're originally from the Iron Island of Brooklyn, is that or Queens? Uh, Queens. Queens, right? The, so Island, the Long guess, Island yeah. of Queens. Yeah. Okay. And did you happen to uh, on your ship? Do you have HBO or the internet to catch Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, I made a. I got some Wi-Fi. You know, I came close enough in and stole some Wi-Fi. You pirated the Wi-Fi. Yeah. All right. I like that. Very savvy. What did you think about? The most recent episode, Stormborn. I was entertained. I liked it. Uh, kind of like Eric. I, I don't know if the name of the episode. Oh, I was I was doing a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the bit? That I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, wait a minute. <laughs> Chris Gray, you are, is this a bit from you right here? That's like hey, you're confused. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a new bit. <laughs> it's a bit he definitely knew the whole time. It's a bit of a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, these things are bound to happen. We got a new council together. What did you think of the episode, Ladyfinger? I thought it was good. Dialogue was a little bit better in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was written by one of their other writers than normally um, Benioff and Weiss write most of the episodes, but I noticed this one is written by Brian Cogman, who's like their, their go-to guy, I guess, for a couple episodes a season. Mm-hmm. He usually seems... He brings a little more book stuff in than they do, for the most part, I think. Lord Hand, you liked it as well? I did. Um, Like, I've noticed a criticism that maybe... I don't know how you two felt, uh, Ladyfinger and our uh, King of the Pod. I don't know how you two felt about the episode, but I've been noticing, like, a bunch of criticism that we might be able to argue about. Uh, with, like, people thinking it was, like, a little slow, like, nothing interesting mm-hmm. was happening, the trailers promised battles and dragons and shit, and just, like, well, we're still just watching people live their lives, which is, again, back to my point last week, this is a fucking television show. Television shows are about people living their lives. True. That is true, um, but there I guess... a battle, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, episode there one, maybe. There was a surprise battle at the very end, yeah. That was, that was one of the only, like, times they've ever done, like, a naval 
uh, warfare battle, though. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it took place entirely on like one ship, and it was weird, like choppy. It was kind of cool, though. I feel like I. I don't know how it long dope. it was. How long was that? It's like six minutes, right? It, it felt kind of animated, right? Didn't it have like a very quick camera? Like, didn't everyone yes. look like they yeah. moved really fast? Yeah. yeah, it was a little choppy. It was dark too. I assume they did it purposely at night to make it look, you know, to hide certain things. But yeah. um. It, yeah, the editing was a little fast-paced, and, and not my favorite fight scene ever, but I, I liked it overall. I think, um, I guess we we'll might as well just start there with that then there, since we're talking about it already, since we've got the naval expert in on the council. Yeah, I mean, coolest thing ever, when Euron drops off that uh, platform that was coming down off the ship. Yeah. I've imagined myself doing that yeah. every time I enter a building, <laughs> like since. Uh, every time you've entered a building since so in the past day or so? Yeah, I mean, two days. <laughs> okay. Chris Greyjoy, what, what, do you happen to know what they call that, that sort of thing? Like that part of the ship that comes down? Yes, yeah, it's called the frontal ship dropping platform. Okay. Uh, pretty basic. On FS... Uh, yeah, DP uh, platform, yeah. Okay. Classic FSDP move from here on there. And I guess we, we even though I said we'll start there, we probably shouldn't because like, Things led up to that point. So let's start with Danny, actually, where the episode, I think, started. Because the whole, that, the leading up to the battle was her, her and I guess Tyrion's kind of strategy for how they're going to assault the Seven Kingdoms. And in hindsight, even before seeing the hindsight, their plan had some pretty big flaws. Right, um, right. Flaws that, like, Elena noticed immediately. It's like, yeah. burn this bitch to the ground because you know that your opponents will. Yeah, so do you think they should have that Daenerys should have just assaulted King's Landing and taken that instead of going to Dragonstone and doing all this other stuff. I mean, like, based on the logic of the world, like, she is right. Uh, a foreign army, especially, uh, like, yeah. a, a foreign army coming to invade is not going to get the support of the small folk and, like, the lord, like other lords. Yeah, but, I mean, a good point to say is, like, the small folk, they, they'll just, like, be on the side of whoever is feeding them. I mean, that's a pretty, like... Mm, it's fair. It's every every like war that we've seen, or even like the, the the few small folk we have seen, they only care about whoever is just like giving them food or actually paying attention. To yeah. Them. Well, so about the small folk, uh, Varys kind of stepped in and and said he's mm-hmm. like the champion for them, the I people's mean, champ. People keep saying that. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Varys? He seems like someone who actually might be at least the show version of Varys seems like he might actually mean it. I think. I don't know. Yeah, I can't um, really believe him. Varys is a okay. climber. Like, it, like that well, conversation, but, the we who presume to rule, a chaos is a ladder, like that conversation several seasons ago, like, he was very much like going back and forth with Littlefinger about, no, this is about my personal power. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, Littlefinger was talking about his personal power and chaos is a ladder, but like, Varys wasn't agreeing with that. You know, he was fighting him on that notion, right? Was he? What's he I saying? So. We're in this position um, so that we can help the common people like live better lives. I I, I don't think that well, was his point. He might not have said that specifically, but I think he wanted he was for peace in general. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I, I was looking forward to this confrontation between him and Daenerys because, like we say, he did like order that head on her. Even like, King Robert ordered it, but he carried it out, which theoretically would have happened. She would have got poisoned and died if, if Jorah didn't just have a change of heart back in season one. And she confronted him on it in this episode, which is long overdue. Yeah, yeah, that worked out. That was fun to watch. And he's, like, a smooth talker, obviously, so he got his way out of that pretty mm-hmm. easily. But I do think, weren't they, like, on the same boat for another... Like, they could have probably had this conversation before, but... I think they must not have been on the same boat. Yeah. Well, literally, they were at the end they of last were, season. Yeah. Like, they definitely there. were. <laughs> I mean, that's for the show to make it look, you know, whatever. But also about her, Danny's battle strategy, or slash Tyrion or whoever's like coming up with all this stuff why so in this episode Tyrion says we'll sail down get the Dornish army to come up and siege the capital the Westerosi army not the the foreigners and then Ilaria and her daughter you know the Sand Snakes are with them why were they even there to begin with like why wouldn't Ilaria have stayed in Dorne then brought the army up like why are they all together at this point anyway at Dragonstone it's kind of stupid right as yeah. we saw from t- what happened then. Yeah, I honestly think that was just for show, just to, like, piece it out for the audience. For narrative mm-hmm. purpose, yeah. Yeah, logistically speaking, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're not really getting the full sense of, like, how far she really had to go to do all that. Well, I mean, yeah. that's, like, that's fair, and that's probably 
where like I land, but like she did invite John to come see her and be there and bend the knee. So it, okay. it would make sense if like I need to meet you if I'm going to trust you. So I thought about that as well, and but here's what I would say about that. I mean, this is coming to the end then. So at the end, all right, even if you do need Alaria, who's ruling Dorne somehow, also through like a people's rebellion, I guess. If you need her to come, have some FaceTime with the Khaleesi to make sure that like everything's worked out and you're formed an alliance. Okay, do that in Essos or wherever they are. Then send her back to Dorne. Don't take her with you altogether. Send her back also on like a merchant ship or something like inconspicuous, not with your main army, your main fleet on the same boat as Yara Grey, you know, where the Yara could easily be captured, like, mm. is what happened. So, I mean, again, I think it's because of the sh- they had to do that for the show purposes, but... I mean, like, also, like, part of the show, like, our heroes keep making mistakes. Right. You can't have a superpower that's just, like, you're always right because you have to be because you're the hero. That that wouldn't be fun or good TV. I don't, I don't know. I'm fine think, with uh, this. I think Yara wanted her on that ship for hookup purposes. <laughs> well, but she was, but Alaria seemed to be the one that was instigating that. And then yeah, Yara gets caught with her pants down almost literally <laughs> by Uncle Yaron there. So I mean yeah, I guess we'll go into that. So Yaron comes in. He captures. Well, he kills. The two sand snakes, right? The ones that mm-hmm, aren't mm-hmm. pieces off the board. The ones that aren't Alaria's actual daughters. Finally, and very annoying characters. <laughs> and then the other sand snake that is Alaria's real daughter gets captured along with Alaria, as far as we can tell. Uh, yes, yeah. and Yara. And Yara's captured, and Theon was fighting for a bit, but then they're playing Reek's music. Now he's back. He's jumping <laughs> overboard. That was like pure PTSD. I was yep. like so sad. Yeah. I was so sad about that. I have thoughts about this. Okay, go ahead. He made the right move there. Well, yeah, so so you think he made the right move because what was At first, when I watched it, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, who does that? Then you think about it, okay, he probably had no shot of saving her and they both would have died if he went for it. Right. Now he could kind of sneak around like he does or can figure out how to. And just. So it probably is going to turn out the best for him for doing that, or and maybe for Yara if she lives, or for Danny's side. But was that what really motivated him to make that choice, or was it like the PTSD, like you're saying? Probably about seventy-eight percent PTSD. Okay, hundred percent PTSD. <laughs> In the air, he goes, "Wait, I can fix this too." And then he lands in the water. Wait, this was the right move. <laughs> yeah, splash. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Who plays Theon? Um, Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen is like such a good actor too. Like yeah. you can see like in his face like the change like from Reek, you know. Yeah, he is. That worked out. And then his uncle starts la- laughing hysterically, which is funny. I'm liking Yaron this season so far. I think the writing for him is better than last season when they introduced him, so that helps. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a personality now. He's yeah. cool now. Yeah, I'm waiting for the like. Where's the eye patch? That's all I was looking for. That's not coming. I'm afraid, ah. Littlefinger. But. The, uh, oh, who knows? I mean, maybe he maybe gets his eye poked out or something. <laughs> but, but the question is, is he poisoned? Because I don't think he is, again, because of, like, for narrative reasons, he'll die some other way. But he did fight the Sand Snakes, who are known for poisoning their enemies with their mm-hmm. blades and stuff. And he did take a, a few wounds from them, it's, it appeared. He got them sleeping. So, like, so logistically, they maybe they're not. But, like, story, story-wise, story I'd be a little disappointed if he weren't poisoned. Yeah. It's coming to an end. Pieces right. have to get calm off the board. He's not going to die yet. Well, yeah, because they, they introduced him just recently anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I guess maybe they, because they're sleeping, they weren't thinking they were going to be in a battle, so they didn't poison their blades. Or right. do they just keep them poisoned all the time? I am not sure about Dornish. Should poison uh, Marinade? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did like that... Well, the Sand Snakes weren't popular anyway because they were poorly written, but... Um, that was really bad. I did like the, the somewhat realism that they got taken out pretty easily by Yaron, which I did think was realistic because, to start, their weapons aren't really great for naval, like a, a battle on a ship. Like, a whip is per- is fairly useless for yeah. that type of battle. Yeah. And a spear's not great either. And then if, if you can't use your weapons effectively, essentially then they're just, like, small women or girls, whatever, a good-sized man in, like, full-plated armor is gonna be able to punch you and take you out fairly easily, which is what happened. I mean, they gave him they gave him the work for a minute, and then, like, yeah. I mean, he was always going to win. Yeah, I mean, they, they gave him some work, but he didn't, t- it didn't really... Right. 
take him to I, he ended up killing them both with their own weapon it seemed like yeah and then so what do you think is going to happen to the captives obviously it's the gift for your girl Cersei I would assume Alaria ah uh, is she going to burn them alive sorry oh no uh sure I think because um they had killed the other Lannister a couple seasons ago mm-hmm. right? Cersei's daughter right yeah. so she'll probably yeah rip their eyes out burn their eyes <laughs> Burn their eyes separately. After yeah. <laughs> burn one eye, have them watch it with their other eye, and then burn the rest of them. And I did like how Tyrion also called Ilaria out in that council before about killing his niece. Yeah. yeah which is good. Well, yeah. All those things had to be addressed. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking maybe Cersei... Cause they, so they... From what we can tell, they kept Ilaria's daughter alive with her, too, so... Is Cersei going to do some sort of thing where she's like, you killed my daughter, now I'm going to kill your daughter in front of you, or Ooh. something worse, potentially? Like, Hopefully not. She's super have cute. Have the, the Franken-Mountain do some uh, bad things to her? I don't know. Could I could easily see that happening. Definitely. Hmm. And then, I don't know about Yara, what's going to happen. Like, Cersei doesn't really care about her in any way. Yeah, Yara... Yara is powerful in that, like, she had control of some of the Iron Fleet. They didn't have all of it. Yara had most of it. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what will happen to our character, unless, like, there's going to be some um, resurgence with her and Theon, or Theon's going to, like, save her like she saved him in the beginning, or a few seasons ago. Um, maybe something like that will happen. But, I don't know. What... What does he do to that one captive in the release, the pre-release chapter of Winds of Winter? Do you, like, trap her to the prow or whatever? Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so the, the book Yaron character is a bit different. Actually, the show one seems to have combined the two Greyjoy brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victarion and Yaron together as sort of one character, which is probably a good move. I don't know. Chris Greyjoy, have you read the uh, books? Do you get books on your ships? The books are there. Have I read them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna answer that today. Okay. Well, answers no. <laughs> oh, so you are gonna answer? It yeah. Today. Yeah. I changed my mind. All right. No, I haven't read. I'm a pure show guy. Look, I don't want a flip flopping uh, uh, general for my chefs over here. So no, no. You I'm say good. you're gonna do, not do something. Don't do it. Anyway, there's a character called Victorian Greyjoy in the book, and Euron himself is more, more crazy. I guess. I mean, he's kind of crazy in the show, but he's more like he is like wizards with him and all this kind of crazy shit he drinks like uh, his potion and stuff okay and in the in that sample chapter from winds of winter he has a third brother that's not in the show either aaron Greyjoy as his captive also and he at the end of the chapter it has him aaron Greyjoy, and this other woman who he, who euron got pregnant who was pregnant with euron's baby um, this bastard girl the two of them are tied to the prow of his ship and he's going to battle against some other people but so like he's crazy in the, in yeah. the book. Like in the books, he's a being of pure evil, and here he's just like yeah. charming Brooklyn guy. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Brooklyn, maybe like with the hipster section of like Denmark or something. He's wearing <laughs> with, with all his leather, that is fair. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Yara's going to be tied to the, the private ship when he sails into King's Landing next episode. But probably not, but that would be a nice little nod, be I guess. bonkers. Yeah. And then, well, get, I guess we should talk more Cersei then. So, you know, she was holding council, kind of, uh, in the throne room. That did not go well. Um, did it not? No one, like, appeared to have joined her cause, like, officially. Well. That, that meeting was to steal minor lords from the Tyrells, who were in open rebellion. And I don't think she got anyone. I would say we don't know, really, from what we've seen, but the main prize there is the Tarly. Right, Randall Tarly, like, told Jamie to go fuck himself. Eh, he was being persuaded. Giving him the, uh, what is, what is it called? The, the Wardenship of the, of the South. Yeah, the Warden yeah. of the South. That's, like, a big deal, you know, so that's, like, it's, gonna be attractive. I think... I had this, I had this argument with my uh, friends, too. Isn't that when Randall Darley told him to go fuck himself? Didn't the scene end with him saying, nah, go fuck yourself, dude? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, don't, I, don't I think again, he said, but... no, I'm, I'm with you, but it was kind of shaky. Like, Yeah, like, like he had to think about it, Whoa. it seemed like. Personally, I think he's definitely going to be on their side, like, just to make, make it hurt Danny even more and make it more even. But the wardenship of the South is one thing. I think what really got him um, was, well, Jamie was basically... If you make it like a 
a modern day parallel or whatever, real world parallel. Jamie knows like Randall Tarley is like racist, let's call it, mm. and he's like using that to his advantage, bringing things up like that. Because we already saw him when when Randall Tarley is introduced with Sam, he finds out about the wildlings and stuff. He knows he's racist against wildlings. He referred to Gilly as subhuman. Um, yeah, and so he feels that way. We can presume about the Dothraki and those right. other invaders too. And Cersei was already saying that to you, which is a fairly persuasive argument to the the lords of Westeros, like these foreign invaders over so then jamie's telling randall i know you respect and you have an oath to the tyrells but olena tyrell is so pissed off that she brought this foreign army over to like rape and kill people or whatever Mm -hmm. so i think that's what's getting him on the side more so than breaking his oath to be a warden or to get power personally i feel like that's in the character right does anyone think he's not gonna join Cersei? I mean, I think he's not gonna join Cersei. Really? I've been wrong before. I I think he probably will. Uh, if he gets... I mean, it seems like he was pretty persuaded after that conversation, in my opinion. But, yeah, like I, I think he will. If he doesn't, it's because he's not gonna be convinced that she can beat the dragons. Because he did bring that up already, and honestly... I don't know, a crossbow? Like, oh, yeah, we'll get into that, so... Uh, uh, yeah, Kyburn's big strategy for uh, dragon killing is just a really big crossbow type of weapon, I guess. I mean, that's how the Dornish killed the only dragon ever to be killed in battle. Yeah. So Now, are we going to assume that this is just like a prototype down there and there's going to be a bunch of them? Because they would have more success if they could fire a bunch of those at once. He literally said Moving target. Yeah. Okay, he did say that. Okay. And is this like a Chekhov's gun thing? You guys know that term? I think it's going to be used. What does um, that mean? It's, well, if a gun appears in the first act of a play, it will go off in the third? Yeah, it's like a, what do you call it, literary or film device, whatever. Yeah, uh, rhetorical. Or, well, so, like, if they're introducing this, one. it's going to be, it's going to kill a dragon, you think? Or at least injure one or something? It's for sure going to be used. I don't know, like, one of the dragons is definitely going to die. Um, This could be trying to throw us off on like how the dragon's gonna die so we, we expect like Cersei to lose the battle and then Daenerys does win um, because they don't kill any of the dragons but then one of the dragons does die in another way I don't fucking know like one of the dragons is dying I don't dying. know if they yeah. would introduce it and then not at least do something substantial with it yeah. right you know? right. they like to play tricks at, yeah. at least so uh, it's point. it was cool to see the giant skull though yeah and although no respect for uh, I mean why would you expect this from your girl Cersei but no, re- no respect for uh priceless probably artifacts yeah. she is proud <laughs> like just go into the Louvre and fucking stab the Mona Lisa or whatever not her artifacts <laughs> yeah I guess wasn't her dragon okay I guess that pretty much wraps up Cersei and then so yeah this is a, a this episode was called Stormborn but it really could have been called Tarly or something because there's a lot of hot Tarly action here we already Oof. had the rest of Sam's family which by the way the Sam's brother got recast and aged up like 10 years or something did he? Oh, he looked like he was like 30 or something, like the new Tarly boy. I didn't really notice. And last uh, season, Dick I thought Don. he was... Yeah, Dick Dick Don. Don. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was supposed to be like 18 or 20. Well, I'm, I think the actor looks like he's 30 or something. Oh. Well, see, I, I might have noticed because I knew that the recast actor of Dick Don, I already knew this actor from another show I watched called Black Sails. Also another show, there's a lot of naval battles. Yeah. Is that any good known person? Uh, yeah, I think it's a really good show. It's over now, actually. It, it ended this past year, but... That character that that's now the actor playing Deacon Tarly is like in that she's like a one of the main characters in that show and I don't know how old the, the actor is or how old this character in that show is supposed to be but he seemed like an older guy to me like I thought when they showed the other actor for Deacon Tarly last season he was like sixteen seventeen something mm. uh, I'm talking too much about this is really not, no <laughs> one cares but Sam had a lot more face time in this episode as well can we just call him uh, Doctor Pimple Popper <laughs> MD. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, so he... I mean, Sam is definitely getting uh, the the gross duties this year. Episode one, he's got all type of um, shit removal. Now he's now he's bumped up episode two to uh, scab removal, I guess. The shit removal like. was probably just to get him ready for this. <laughs> yeah. you know, there was a reason for that. Oh, so gross. And Jorah is just like the most masochistic character of all time. <laughs> He just go, all he does is suffer through pain, <laughs> and he, for what part he's never going to you know be with his Khaleesi for real. But will I guess, he ever get his nipple back? 
<laughs> that's gone. Yeah, that was stone. I would assume not. Um, R.I.P. Will he get? What about this? Do you think he'll get his ancestral sword back? Uh, no, that belongs no, to John. That's John's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the only so the only reason Sam is helping him anyway is because he knows he he found out that he's Mormont's son. And well, he, and because Sam is a pure and gentle heart. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean he is. But if, if it was just some random dude rolling in off the street with grayscale well I guess if it was a random dude they would just sort of killed him or exiled him right there the maester said that they'll give him a day because he's a, a knight or whatever which right they'll, they'll give him a day to decide to kill himself basically yeah. uh, which I guess he was gonna do if Sam didn't pop back up but if it was a random guy I don't think Sam would have risked that for him only because right. it was Mormont's son and do you guys think this is I, I assume what's gonna happen is he's just gonna cure Jorah he right. definitely is. The only thing, he's going to get caught. Like, this two Sam, episodes yeah. now, maybe three coming up, of Sam just, like, solemnly swearing that he's up to no good. He is going <laughs> to get caught. This cannot continue. Yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely And then what the fuck happens? Like, I mean, the what? entire, like, fate of mankind sort of rests on you learning how to beat the goddamn White Walkers. Yeah. Sam, you're right. Sam is flagrantly abusing the rules left and right here. Yeah. He's just, he, well, first of all, he has a woman and a child with him. The theory with him. Uh, oh, no, what's that? Chris the narrator theory. That he wrote the... That he's, like, the author of uh, this whole story. Right, oh, that he's, like, Bilbo, having written written yeah. his travels, and then at the end it turns out, oh, those were... Yeah. Is that what happens uh, in Lord of the Rings? Bilbo writes the book at the end of the uh, show? He, the Hobbit. He wrote, yeah. yeah, he wrote The Hobbit. Oh. Well, I, I don't really see... I, who knows with the show, but I mean, I don't really see George R. R. Martin doing something that seems a little... Well, A, he's like the Avatar. He's like the Martin Avatar in the whole, like... Oh, Sam and shit. Yeah. And also, like, B, that's just like a super common fantasy trope. Just like one of the characters Which is, is writing this all down. Yeah. Well, we have instances of that when you look at, like, the external writings of... The Song of Ice and Fire. Like, the World of Ice and Fire, for instance, is written by two masons. Oh, right, right, right. So, like, you know, I don't see that as, a, a like, an unseen or a strange thing that would happen. Yeah, yeah it's just, like, a cute thing that's, like, almost definitely going to happen, right? Well, I guess if it yeah. does happen in the in a book, I could see it happening, like, a book comes out about, like, a supplemental material comes out that's, like, written by Maester Sam. But I don't think it's going to be part of the main narrative. Like, at the end of the last book, it's like, and it was all written by Sam <laughs> Well, um, I think what, where this theory did come about, though, is because that line in the last episode, they were like, what was the original title? Like, though, the history of the wars of yeah. the Seven Kings. Oh, in this episode, they did. Yeah, that and then he was like, no, I think I'd write it something more poetic. So, right, right, yeah. So, A Song of Ice and Fire does sound more poetic. This series is 100% going to end with Sam closing a big book that he yeah. had just finished staring directly at the camera and saying, it truly was a Game of Thrones. And I wrote it. <laughs> All right, so we don't think Sam's going to contract grayscale from his, from his extremely risky surgery. We know how to cure it now, so. He's wearing gloves, too. Yeah, oh, he's got gloves. He's yeah. sick. He doesn't even have a, a, a covering over his face, nothing. Like, what is he thinking? We can't get on your face, right? Oh, right, no. Yeah. I mean, he's got a beard. Gray <laughs> is gonna be gray beard. Is that like a Lord of the Rings character or something? <laughs> that might literally be a Lord of the Rings character. He's gonna be tree beard. Well, no one is on Sam's side because Sam is on no one's side. So, bringing this up, like what I said a couple minutes ago, I think was like what I was trying to lead into was I don't really love this whole where it seems like it's going like it seems too easy that Sam Jorah is just gonna roll up to Old Town and be cured by Sam. Of like all this grayscale, which I do seem like doesn't that seem too easy? I don't know. I don't know that it goes perfectly. So there there might be some kind of cost to like Jor retains his humanity and gets to go back and see the love of his life one more time and help her and like maybe die in a battle. I agree that that's a little too easy. Also, you and I in thinking that may sort of be underplaying how just like low-key wrenching it was when he like got had to show her and she was all like, "Will I command you to kill yourself?" That really affected people, I think. Okay, but that happened already, I mean... Yeah, and, like... Even that if you're going to get from like, point A to point B, you can make the journey, like, a little more... Mm. I I do agree that it's not going to be, like, this easy, or couldn't possibly be. Well, since it's so such an extensive thing, I have... This is just a general thing, I think, might happen, that they're going to start 
the treatment, like he's removing the grayscale, but since there's so much, I have a feeling he won't be able to finish. He'll get caught. And then, you know, Jor might be like, you know, he won't, he'll Just have extra time. Delayed. Yeah. But like he won't be oh. That's what I feel, honestly, because like he, the, his whole body is basically covered. There's no way he's going to be able to like pull off three layers of skin from him like in like two hours like mm -hmm. yeah well unless they just make it easy with the show yeah like, oh exactly. sam did it i do totally buy that someone is gonna try to like what i was saying earlier like sam can't keep getting away with this someone is gonna try to stop him if they yeah. do stop him then i don't know i hope you guys are right because i want it to be more complicated but I, I just don't know but what about this i just kind of thought of this i do see jorah eventually getting back with danny obviously and danny's probably gonna end up north with the White Walker threat. Well, she pretty much has to. Can, can White Walker or White's contract grayscale? What if George just comes up and infects them all? That's how they wipe out the army. Just throw them at them. <laughs> uh, we, we definitely have to address the transition scene from that. Oh, right. Into the uh, soup or whatever that was. <laughs> the editor was getting uh, a little oh, cute there. That was pretty oh, gross. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It was that was like incredible. <laughs> into a bread bowl soup. Or I guess it was a pie. A chicken yeah. pie pie. Editors are batting a thousand this season on yeah, bonkers like, transitions yeah. from gross shit to like, oh, just normal stuff. So, uh, so Arya, I guess it's a transition into Arya, who is uh, meeting back with her old chum pie, uh, hot pie. Hot pie bag. He looks like, you know, he's been enjoying his pasta. <sighs> Yeah. And also, I think he's been enjoying some uh, pirated HBO. He seems to be watching the show because he's filled her all in. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah, your bro, that's your bro, right? He's king of the north now. Yes, obviously. Things we all know. I think we d debated a little bit last episode. Does Arya know this already when she made her decision to go kill the queen instead? Clearly, she, she, didn't. Didn't. she had a whole moment. Realistically, she I don't see how she wouldn't have been at the twins for that long, like, getting... She, she would have, like, heard about it, I would think, but... Anyway, mm, yeah, it was a good moment for her to be like, what? And then decide to go north. Right, right. Another instance where the show's like internal logic doesn't super make sense because they needed to yeah, show us that it's moment. Like emotional logic, I guess. Yeah. But I did like, also, I, I, you guys might have noticed this, like, she was really acting like the hound a lot in this scene. Mm -hmm, thought, mm -hmm. The way she was eating and like, giving the ale and stuff, yeah. and like, slumped over kind of. So that's that was interesting, I thought. She's for sure going to be reunited with the hound, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, um, I would like that, but... So it seems like now she's going to Winterfell, but John, John is going to be gone then, of course, like always happens. He's going to meet with... We'll talk about mm -hmm. John in a minute, but he's going to meet with Daenerys. And the Hound is going to, I guess, Eastwatch by the Sea with the Brotherhood. That seems to be where they're going. Right, but they're going north. It doesn't make sense now that they know that, like, people who aren't total shitbirds have Winterfell again. Like, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't stop there. Everyone stops there on their way north. So if the Brotherhood stops there, maybe... Well, and I think they have to link up with Jon because of the whole, like, like last hero bit from yeah. the trailer. Where, like, like that's I think they done. will by the end of the season. But in terms of going up there, I don't know. I don't know if... If you're going to Castle Black, I would say, yeah, you'll definitely go through Winterfell. But if you're going to Eastwatch, that's obviously to the east. So you wouldn't necessarily go, like, up and then over that way. You'd probably just cut over, you know. I mean, yeah, possibly. I, I, I don't think it's going to happen anyway. Well, so. the show does not, like, it's... Right, we to, just pointed out how the show is. Right, 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 right. Eastwatch could be literally anywhere, because okay. people don't stare at the map like we do. Well, I mean... So you guys think Arya is going to run into the hound then, this season? Probably. I think almost certainly, right? Okay. I mean, they, I think they so. do love, ever since the first couple seasons, where, like, nothing could be nice and everyone had to suffer, do, like, giving us, like, payoff on some of these old plots. All right, well, I don't... I'm going to actually disagree with, with the, my counsel here. I, I'm not saying they won't meet up eventually, maybe in the, the final season, but if they both survive the season, but I actually don't think they're going to meet up this season. <laughs> and I think it's possible that neither will John and Arya. Because I think John's going to go down, get sidetracked on all this stuff. There's only five and more episodes. And Arya's going to be at Winterfell. Yeah, no, it's yeah, only five more episodes this season. I think it's it's splitting up a Winterfell plot now with Sansa and probably Arya's gonna meet Sansa, and then a a John plot with Danny and the the Hound and all them fighting the White Walkers and such. But the other Arya scene was then we got the re reappearance of Nymeria. Oh, that got me so mad. Yeah. What? Because why? Like, I don't know. They had like a cosmic warg connection to these wolves why wouldn't the wolf like want to hang out with her like she had well, eh, whatever 
Well, in the show, there's no connection that we know of with Arya yeah, and her wolf, true. as there is in the book. And then, Nymeria did seem to at least recognize her enough not to like eat her or whatever, let her let the other wolves eat her. But, I mean, Arya did send her away like at a very young age. Maybe she wouldn't be cool with her still. Yeah, I mean, there are two interpretations of that that I've heard, and neither of them are like mine. I didn't arrive at this independently. Um, either like Arya literally like was on the on the path to be literally becoming no one, so she wouldn't spiritually be Arya anymore so there's not a lot for Nymeria to recognize and like she's on this warpath like angel of vengeance blah blah one way of interpreting it would be like Nymeria sees her she understands that she is Arya but she sees that she is not Arya in all caps and so like isn't going to come with her the other things like Arya literally says no of course that like it's not you Uh, so it wouldn't be like you you're just as strong willed as me it wouldn't be like you to like give up on your mission to murder everyone yeah, what is uh, to just like mission? come north with me <laughs> okay yeah, that is, I guess pretty ambiguous how they left it um, yeah I mean it's supposed to be a little ambiguous like all good art has subtext but do we so taking predictions again are we going to see Nymeria on the show ever again or is this just their way to save money on CGI by I think it? it's their way to save money on CGI because they want to save that for the either. dragons yeah. yeah maybe in some sort of like everyone's fighting battle scene just a quick uh, little cameo. Maybe that's it. So, in your idea of this cameo, is it going to be like people are fighting, like maybe Arya's fighting, and then Nemira pops out to save her up north or whatever? Or is like, is it like a fighting scene where they just transition down south and like, oh, Nemira's getting in on some action too? Like, <laughs> like they're just kind of around. Rather through. that second one. <laughs> like, by or, the way, Nemira's fighting somebody. Like when everyone has to give Goku their energy so that he can make the spirit bomb. Like there will be a, like a shot of Nemira holding her hands up. Um, okay. Yeah. Is it, what is that in reference to? Dragon Ball Z, were you never a child? Uh, no, I was just born an adult king of my hands. Also, like that. the road to East Watch by the Sea definitely goes through Winterfell. And the north narrows up there by the wall. It's like I'm getting map-splained over here. You are getting <laughs> map-splained. <laughs> Alright, well, fair enough. I still think that... I still think the way it's going is Arya's gonna go up. Oh, I know I miss John, and then John's gonna end up with the Brotherhood and, and the Hound, not with. I mean, all theoretically. All right, I, I might I might think about that again. So maybe the Hound and the Brotherhood will meet all up with them at Winterfell. John still won't be there, but maybe then Sa- Arya is, or and then Sansa tells them, "Oh, John's over there doing that." And then they meet up that way, mm. or maybe they tell John they need to go to Eastwatch, and then he meets. I don't know. Because we do see from the trailers that they they all seem to be together up fighting up north. But I don't know, it seems like John's going to be popping all over this season. So let's talk about him then. He gets uh well he gets a, a letter from Tyrion right. Yes. Saying like. Sorry, we were all nodding, audience. Yes, that's not good for the podcast, guys. Uh, he gets he gets a letter from Tyrion saying. So Danny t- says that we'll invite Jon Snow down and he'll bend the knee, right? But did Tyrion actually say that in the letter? I, I think he might have omitted that part. Did he say bend the knee? Um, Danny definitely said it, but I don't know if Tyrion. Uh, Tyrion? I think told it was John. in the letter. Like okay. John knew. He and, he and Sansa discussed it. Sansa. Okay. Right, Just a specific it. part of like bending the knee. I said mean, come through, kind of... bend the knee. It's cool. <laughs> it's super chill. It's cool on the dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when we bonded over how shitty our our Latin life is. <laughs> We're buds. I brought a queen. She needs you. And do you think that, I guess Tyrion obviously feels like he's a good judge of character, but it's been so long since they saw each other. Who knows, like, he's pretty confident that Jon's still, like, a good guy or whatever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, well, A, this being a fantasy novel, like, Jon John being a good guy, being, like, audience, um... Surrogate. Vessel, yeah. Yeah. Cannot be otherwise, but also, like, Tyrion... Tyrion's a like never been a bad judge of character like he I guess he called like more monsters well, no, thing I, out I, immediately I'm gonna I will say that if where women are concerned at least he's not the best cause like the whole shit no. thing yeah he did kill fair but I guess John didn't John didn't uh hook up with him in that sense so ah that we saw yeah, oh who knows maybe they have a deeper connection than we know yeah. about <laughs> it's like that's why I didn't want your sister Sansa I was already in love with with the snow listen everybody knows in the gift and at the wall, free love. But so, uh, speaking of Sansa, she did keep. I mean, they didn't really learn their lesson from episode one, where they're openly 
having these debates in front of all the subjects. But, no. But she was happy then when uh, when uh, John's like, I'm leaving and you're in charge now. She's like, oh, all right, well, that's fine. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I'm good at this and you're bad at it. Leave. <laughs> yeah. But again, I don't know. Well, in this in episode one, we had the whole debate. What, who was right? We kind of landed on. Mm-hmm. At least I landed on. They both had good points. It's a hard thing. In the discussion with this episode... I probably would lean to Sansa's side, I guess, or or the side of everyone who was saying don't go. Yeah, don't um, don't fucking do that. He could just send Davos down there or whatever. You know? Could have sent Sansa. Well, that that yeah. Um, I think it's just, I don't. I think it's he's afraid it's going to be like kind of disrespect, like if he sends somebody else. Right. Yeah. Well, yes, and but. the whole like the man who like passes the sentence has to swing the sword. Like John's very much just like I'm not going to send anyone to die for me. Yeah. Um, if it is a trap or whatever. Right. Now, I, I don't know if he should send Sansa because since they're not really on the same page here, that might not be the best right. thing. Right. She's been kidnapped and tortured enough. Yeah. That's true. Maybe That's true. also is Jon Snow a little more fearless now because he already died? He did already die, everybody. I, I suppose. Really Can and he even die? Whether, whether he knows it or not, we didn't mention that Melisandre entered the, the scene down there, so he, she could just bring him back to life if Danny yeah. goes. <laughs> on call. <laughs> but if Davos is going down there, we see Davos riding out with Jon, so is, are we going to see an, an episode three confrontation between again between Melisandre and Davos? Uh, I hope so. I don't know. They've they've done like they've had so many confrontations. Like we know Davos hates Melisandre. Melisandre kind of sucks, but she has some useful skills. Like mm-hmm. we get it. Maybe all right. Maybe maybe this. Uh, <laughs> Maybe she'll see Davos coming up the up the lane there, and she'll just like pop off that necklace and be like, "I'm just an old lady." Like Davos doesn't know about that. You know me, the crone. Everyone knows. <laughs> Total strangers. I've never burned anything except my toast, though. Not any little girls. All right. Well, I guess Danny and John aren't gonna meet. Well, they basically showed in the preview for next week. I don't know if you guys watched that, but it's they basically are meeting next episode. That seems fine. Uh, yeah. Events like have to accelerate. As much as I'm enjoying like this, taking its time with the preamble and like but they move fast sure in this episode because like, show people would write a letter, and then they would get it in the next scene. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. really fast. Yeah, uh, um, like, I just mean like world events. Like stuff's yeah. got to start happening. Again, as much as I'm enjoying these like dalliances in TV land. Uh, Euron t- told his niece, "Oh, come give your uncle a kiss and the battle." Is Danny gonna say to John, "Come give your auntie a kiss"? <laughs> <laughs> so like, she doesn't know, right? I that mean, he's no. definitely a Targaryen, unless Hapa gets on the wire to her. Like, Danny, I've been watching this HBO. You gotta want to hear about we this. We also haven't. Let me tell you what I found on Reddit. Hapa. We didn't see Bran yet, so. Uh, oh, in this episode, we didn't see him. Yeah. We did see him in the we first one. Yeah. He needs a break. So he, yeah, he'll probably end up at Winterfell. Well, Mira needs a break. Bran hasn't been doing anything. <laughs> yeah, Mira's got to be jacked up by now when she takes that tunic off or whatever. She's going to have some Bran, like, uh, shoulders Not up to that. be fucked with. But is there anything else to say? I mean, like, I guess we'll, we'll be wrapping up the podcast here soon. Um, oh, uh, Littlefinger? Okay, that's only the kind of thing we didn't really mention. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we predicted on our, on our preview, on our podcast about the preview, did we bring up that... They kind of showed the scene in the preview where Littlefinger's getting choked by John. Yeah. And I thought, I, I, did we all think that it might have something to do with, because we saw they're in the crypt, so we were yeah. thinking he'll be telling John something about his parentage that he, it was implied that he, he knew didn't about. didn't do that. No, which, so I don't know, what was Littlefinger really thinking in this scene? I don't know what he was doing down there. He was just kind of like, hey. Looking for a fight. Well, he mentions, <laughs> was like, we've never actually spoken. I did sort of declare my loyalty to you. Yeah. Um, sup? And then John's just like really mad about like him selling Sansa to the Boltons. Of course. No, well, I mean, he, he that didn't even specifically get brought up. But, like Littlefinger is basically like, "Can I bang your sister?" Like, right? Or that's my intention. He kind of reminded him that he that he saved them too. True. So Danny made some, and obviously Littlefinger wasn't being altruistic there. He had his own goals in mind, but Danny made some bad. Uh, military kind of decisions in this episode with what happened is is John making some poor decisions here with this veil alliance which saved his life and he definitely needed but by keeping Littlefinger alive or or what I was thinking why why didn't why didn't he tell and I know it was like the impulse of John and like his father before him to get mad and just like start choking him and it's like satisfying to the viewer to see Littlefinger getting choked out but 
if you're being smart about it, if I was John, I would have not gotten mad at him, be like, oh, you on Sansar, well, we'll see, we'll, we'll see. By the way, why don't you come with me down to Dragonstone so John can keep an eye on this guy. Mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't know how scheming he is mm-hmm. 100%, but Sansa must have told him some stuff about him. So, like, right. I would take Littlefinger down there with me and keep an eye on him and, and separate him from the rest of the army. Be like to Lord Royce, you run the army, like, you're the fail guy anyway. Right, but, like, John isn't shrewd. John's not good well, at right. reading. It's exactly. like so. his whole arc is how many times can you do, how many goddamn times can you do the capital R right thing and get fucked for it? Because it was obviously the wrong move. Yeah, honestly, you know, for thinking in like a more logical thing, the best thing would 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 be to do is to keep Littlefinger happy to keep his alliance because right now, literally, Littlefinger can kind of just walk away. He has, I guess, but right, well, but like, John doesn't get that or gets it and doesn't care because everything will have to work out for me because like I'm right. Yeah. Well, what if he did just come up with a way to separate Littlefinger from the army, like taking him with him or killing him and just not making it public, and then just make a deal with Lord Royce to be like, you're in charge of the Vale. Yeah, obviously that's what he should do. That's what Sansa should do right now. The only reason Lord Royce isn't in charge anyway is because little Robin doesn't like him and he likes Littlefinger. But Robin's not even there that we see. He's probably back in the Vale. So, like, he, what does he have control over at this point? The army's not with him. He can't, you know... Well, he's gonna like send a raven and be like, make sure you don't kill Baelish up there. He's right. gonna care that much anyway. Probably. So, like, yeah, we all just keep describing the obvious trap that our characters are falling in. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be great. Those camera angles on Littlefinger were just way too foreshadowing for me. Just leaning on the wall. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna fuck all this up. So. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, this is already playing into my hand. Yeah. I wonder if the actor even reads like the scripts at this point. He's just like, I know what I'm doing. I'm standing around <laughs> smirking my ass out. No, I, was, I got it. No, I I'm got playing it. My yeah, character from the wire. It. I get it. And then you want to hope that somebody stops it, but my better instinct says he's just gonna ruin it. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. But it does seem like Bran's gonna have to show up. So will Bran intervene and like be like and mess everything else up? <laughs> well, also, will Bran? If Bran does come up, will will he be like, will the supporters that are supporting John and then Sansa is left in charge but are they going to be like well this is Bran should be the real heir to Winterfell yeah that's a good point that's a good point or because he's a cripple or like well he can't have kids so whatever like well I mean if they try to do that he could like very easily be like no you idiots I'm the three-eyed raven like just let Sansa I don't care so what do you think would happen if he says, I'm the Red Raven? What do you think people are going to be like, oh, the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to help him. That's going to make them not trust them even less. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, that's funny. All right, well, is there anything else you guys want to touch on or any more predictions for next episode? Well, we didn't completely talk about. What do you think John and Danny's conversation will be next week? Hmm, I think it's going to be a pissing contest for a hot minute. I mm-hmm. think Danny's going to be like, well, you need to bend the knee because I'm Daenerys Stormborn and blah, 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 blah. I'm a Targaryen and this is my shit. And it's going to be very tense. And then John's going to be like, but the North and the Walkers and all this and all these people, we're all going to die. And I think it's going to be like that back and forth and then one of them's going to convince the other. It's probably going to be John convincing her or she's not going to believe him and then they're going to part ways. I don't know. I have like, it's going to be a back and forth for her, but they're not going to agree. Do you think John, will, is there any chance John will actually bend the knee to her? I don't think so. Not right away. I don't either, but... I figure he probably, like, promises her the North when all is said and done, but then has to go back to the North and sell that, which causes him political problems, which somehow ends up with him North where we already have seen him. I think it's going to be kind of slow. Also just want to mention real quick, uh, Grey Worm. Oh, right. That was the other scene we skipped. My boy putting in his work real quick, yeah. Ready when his number is called. <laughs> so I knew they weren't going to show what was going on down there, even though everyone's curious. Still, on the show and in the audience. There's nothing. Well, there's uh, well we don't still, know that. Still, still, up, still up for debate. I mean, Masande knows at this point, but she hasn't been sharing. You know, We'll read her diary later, maybe. I but. just saw some, you know, I didn't... It just seemed what are you like saying? You saw some You didn't her. see anything. just seemed like he was pleasuring her. I don't think it was. It was no, he performed the Lord's Kiss, yes. I don't think it was a super cool conversation there. He didn't want to start dating just yet. He just wanted to make sure she waits around. I think they're dating at this point. 
I thought it was cute, and I don't see a reason that it shouldn't have lasted three and a half minutes like it did. Like, that was one of the things that would like piss people off so much. Like, well, yeah, everything drags so much in this episode. Like, shut up. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't super necessary, except like. The Sunday's really hot. Except, like, oh, also, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a body double. Oh, I don't think so. Also, it was payoff so. for like four seasons worth of tension. Like, this is what, again, this is what TV shows are. TV shows aren't just like dragons roasting yeah. 6,000 dudes like in one breath. Like, oh, so they're like trying that. to expand the characters in some way. Yeah, so that's why. Um, well, I mean, the cell, you know, people are not going to watch if there's some, no, like, no nudity at all. Come yeah. On. But I guess <laughs> my point is, like, I was pretty sure they wouldn't show what's going on with Great Worm, but. But why not? Because like they're already show showing his dick. We well, yeah, show us what's going on there, or his uh, lack thereof. Yeah, no. Because like they're already showing all this nasty shit. Like, uh, he could have had it strapped down though, in some way. Maybe could just been an underwear. Because of his like armor. Obviously, stuff. like the actor. Are you talking about the actor's <laughs> dick? The getting in the way for real? Yeah. No, dude. I mean, like they, they'll put some prosthetic thing on or a body double, yeah. whatever. I'm thinking like no, he, really, like he really went for the the full experience of being that character. What well, the actor was is like He's super method. <laughs> oh man. That seems as good a place as any. I think that's a good place. To add. Well, maybe we'll be back. I said last week. Maybe we'll be back this week, which we were. That's good. We talked about Stormborn. I want to be back next week to talk about whatever episode there is called. However, I don't know if we can all be here because, as I alluded to, I think I do have an assignment for you. Ladyfinger, my master of coin. Oh? My coffers, as usual, are pretty much bare. And I, I really want to commission some new ships for Chris Grajo here, my new admiral uh, master of ships. So I, I'm going to need you to head out west, maybe... I heard rumors one way or the other that Castaway Rock, the gold mines are like coming up empty. I think that's just rumors at this point. I think they're li- those are lies, and um, I want you to head out to treat with the people out there at Castaway Rock and maybe see if you can secure me some of that gold, all right? We'll see what we can do. I hear the Lords of Colorado also have a lot of coin. Mm, well, that's, I mean, that's like adjacent to, to Castaway Rock, yeah, right? So, sorry, how do you pronounce that? Uh, which one? Adjacent. Adjacent. Adjacent? Yeah. I think it's like uh, either either. I don't know. I don't think so. Lord Hand. All right. Well, me and my hand are going to definitely fight about this off the podcast. So, all right. We'll see you next time on the Small Council Podcast. Please stay subscribed or subscribe if you haven't to Brooklyn Rebound Network. Listen to all our shows. And we're out of here. Peace. Valhar. Till Harris. Hello, welcome back to Brooklyn Rebound Network's The Small Council Podcast. As usual, let me start that over. Hello, welcome back to Brooklyn Rebound Network's Small Podcast. I'm really struggling today, guys. That was better for a minute. <laughs> Just do it, you know, do it till you get it.